Hey everybody and welcome to episode 409 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez coming to you from the Randy Craven Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on this studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is here with me? Uh, Mr. Vagina Head, Chris Antista. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, let's see if we can get this in one take. Ready, boys? Uh-huh. She's real fine, my 409. No, uh, no harmonies. She, I, I fuck you guys, Matt. Allen. I have no idea what you're going for. <laughs> Woo! It's a Beach Boys song, man. Never heard it. She's my, she's my 409. Yeah, well, that, that's the secret. Is like everyone thinks the Beach Boys sing about the beach and surfing. They mostly sing about cars. Like mm. a lot of their songs. Very, are just about very cars. specific yeah. car details. All which makes the Beach Boys fascinating. From people too depressed to surf and too poor to own cars. Uh, it was all wish fulfillment of <laughs> a, a life they wish they lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Courtesy of their their brother Dennis. Neat. Yep, and that continued into the eighties with surfer culture that somehow is popular in Idaho. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and little kids wearing surfs up shirt who've never seen a beach before. Yeah, playing uh, TNC surf design. Bought yeah. this shit at the Buckeye State. Hell yeah! Pristine plastic rails on their big ass skateboard that they've never used to grind a goddamn yeah, thing in their oh, life. No. Oh no! Your state buildings don't even have the corners of their benches uh, <laughs> drilled into so you yeah. can't grind. Yeah. If you don't have a bolt every two and a half feet on your bench, are you really, really even a skater town? Really like honestly, in the city, come on. Well, come on. I guess I guess it's good that we're talking about awesome things that uh, put your body in mortal danger. Because wow, that is a segue. <laughs> this is a stretch. This is a stretch into our top five because we're going to be talking about games where you can carjack cars by jumping from one to the other at high speed. High speed carjacking, jumping jacks, I think Giant Bomb called it. It's also had a couple names, uh, airjacking, action hijacking, and some of the games that we'll be talking about. But it Air is ja- not- Airjacking is the only way I made it to the Mile High Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were saying, like, airjacking is uh, what we did uh, was jumping trampolines. Ja- yeah, jumping yes, jacks. Yeah, yeah. My, my trampoline masturbatory league. Um, right, yeah. Yes. It was <laughs> very, for some reason specific. like I, I I did Google that to see if it existed and it doesn't, which for some reason <laughs> led me to famous Jacks and uh, Jack Nicholson has not been in a movie in eleven years. I'm starting to get yeah. worried. Wow. If you have a celebrity yeah. death poll, I think you should slot him in. I, I mean, I, just imagining the sensation of being on trampoline and trying to coordinate between that and jacking off sounds. It, it seems like it's too challenging. It's like mega chewing gum and walking at the same time. Yeah, so you, no comment. The euphoric joy of your uh, dick hitting your stomach with the uh-huh. the catastrophic yeah, yeah. lows of your hard on hitting between your legs. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like what if what if you just like instinctively tighten too hard when you get down and 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 hit the trampoline? I don't know. It just it just seems like a bad idea. All Not around, to mention but... the whole testicular bouncing mm-hmm. action here. This this is yeah. this is no and, it's and a and recipe a, for disaster. Yeah, and a double bounce can become sexual assault very fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, did we? Did we? <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> My God! Did we say this? This is a uh, bro. Uh, to you, the Randy Craven Memorial Studio. Yeah, he did, yes. Okay. Sure he's he's crazy, delighted man. to have his name associated <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> Patreon. The Randy Craven Jumping Jack Masturbatory yeah. Invitational. We did Come make the joke. Uh, within his name is just a horny coward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the patronage, Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. 
Uh, oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun show. We've got we've got a new Ghosts and Goblins to talk about that came out last week. Uh, a ton of news. So and and it's just the three of us this week. No special guest, unfortunately. Uh, we couldn't get anyone to to hang out with us this week. So we're going to jump right into that right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in thirty twenty ten? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash laser time. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Bidja Game Apocalypse and with our combined three decades plus in the games industry we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. This is the year. This is the. This is when I discover Layaway, and that would have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Such a strange phenomenon that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is like this make good. Like, here's the what you wanted. Let's ignore the incredibly difficult Ultra Games platformer, <laughs> the side scrolling. It should be worth appreciating how hard that was to do, because I think they just yeah. assumed like there's no way we can optimize a game for arcades onto an NES, like somebody in Japan said, well, you better fucking try because you have one year. <laughs> yeah, this game should not have been able to run on the NES. Like, there's no... I, I don't know how they did it. Which was weird, and... Uh, but for some reason, at the time, that seemed more exciting. Like, it, Pizza it was. was a very dynamic brand in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I believe some YouTuber a few years ago took one of the coupons from either the game or the, the VHS... And uh, Pizza Hut honored it. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a free personal pan pizza. It's only worth 11 cents. It's never been worth, it's been worth more than that. Because um, uh, I, did, I did see someone build, literally, Michael, a custom arcade, uh, uh, arcade one-up for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, not the arcade game on which it's based. And the dude put... Pizza Hut coupons from the game underneath the glass of the <laughs> the deck protector. God, that is that is some Street Fighter to the game based on it's the weird. movie bullshit right there. It's weird, and it shouldn't be such a pleasant memory. But I remember my, this is where my I'm like, Mom, I want this game, and I'll do anything to have it. And so she took me to the Walmart layaway department and taught me what that was about. So I'd keep bringing money into Walmart layaway um, until I believe she caved and like he's never going to save up fifty dollars. <laughs> This is so mean to do to the little kid. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And we're back to talk about what? Jumping Jack Jacks. They're a Jack Jack Jack. Yes. Um, yeah, that. that be, yeah. Beginning with. Number five. So what do you do for excitement around here? No. <sighs> what you need is a tour guide. You always work solo? Why? You looking for a dance partner? Maybe. But I'm going to need a team that knows exactly what they're doing. I prefer to work with people who know how to stay behind the scenes. Gotta be careful with people like that. Sometimes they're hard to find when you need them. With me, you always know right where I am. Behind the wheel. Yeah. With family. Uh, that is uh, Peter Dinklage on a PC with performance issues. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, that's what it is. And 
Is this that uh, Chronicles of Riddick Kart Racer? Is that what? Oh, what game that would have been a great thing to exist. This is <laughs> Wheelman, which was oh, a 2009 shit. game starring Vin Diesel that was supposed to have been the prequel to a movie that was announced at the same time. So the idea was Vin Diesel's going to be in the game. The game is going to set the stage for the movie that's being produced at the same time. Then the movie's going to roll out. It's going to be a major hit. It The, the movie never materialized. This, wasn't this around the same time where The Rock had that happen with the Spy Hunter? It's like, it's like 10 years later. <laughs> yeah, that's oh right. Really? Yeah. It... it, it yeah, but I, Maybe I, I not get ten confused. years, but a few years later, at least. Was that Rock Spy Hunter movie filmed or not? Was there? Was there? A I, I heard it was filmed and then like shelved, and so it's it's it exists somewhere, but it will probably never be released at this point. Yeah, doesn't the game? The game came out, right? Yes. Yeah, the game's great. I love those Spy Hunter games. I wish they would come back. Uh, hmm. Because I, I again, I love these games. This is a rare video game apocalypse where like I had a couple of these games because I. I like the racing wow. stuff. It is where Wiki, where Wikipara is like had to come to me for a game that yes, that's, yes. that's happened in the history of the show. Because <laughs> yeah, a couple of these games are not available on any digital storefront anymore. Yeah, which, including including Wheelman, the one we're talking about. Not to be confused with the Frank Grillo Netflix movie, which I, no. I see. From Which most likely happens to racing games a lot because of the the licensed music is my guess. Mm. Like, it's such a bummer, but but these, this is different in that. These are the racing games we're talking about have sustainable concepts and, and, and they don't have iterative versions. There's no other. Uh, well, in this case, it is a Ubisoft racing thing that isn't in any new game. I wouldn't it's, even you, really call it a racing game. It's a, it's a Grand Theft Auto style open world. OK. Game. All right. And it has a bit of a troubled history in that it was under production by Midway Newcastle and it was going to be published by Midway. Unfortunately, Midway went under in 2008. And uh, Ubisoft came in and scooped this up and published it. So it is the only Ubisoft game that references Mortal Kombat right at the opening uh, on on a license plate of the car you're driving. Uh, <laughs> like the license plate is just like M-R-T-L-K-M-8-T, something like that. It's, uh, okay. Yeah. But, I, 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 I just saw in my Facebook memories me going to Tahoe a few years ago and I'm like, these poker chips will bring me luck. And it was one of the last pieces of Midway Tchotchke where it was a poker chip set where like uh, the 10s are Stranglehold, the 20s are Area 51 Black Psych and the 30s are Wheelman. And then there's oh, a tour of I duty thought, in I there. I thought it was, um, didn't, weren't they also going to do that Vegas game that never came out? This like, is this, this is Vegas? Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> I forget who that was. I had so much fun with headlines for that for about five years. Uh, this is this is Vegas being canceled. Um, <laughs> is this this is Vegas? Is, is this this is Vegas's year? Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Wheelman, I remember not Wheelman. liking this very much when it came out, um, but it had some really fun ideas. Like it was, it was much more actiony than a lot of contemporary GTA style games. Once you were in a car, you could use the right thumbstick to ram other cars. If you like held down a button, got close to charge a little meter, uh, you could jump out of your car and onto the other car and just smoothly kick the driver out and continue driving seamlessly. And it sounded like this. Just very, very quick, like jump from one to the other, kick them out. You could also do things like there was like a move called the cyclone, 
where you would actually do a 180 in, and in slow motion drive backwards while carefully targeting and shooting the enemies that are chasing you. Yeah, the, the two games I, I played that I know are on this list, these are innovations not represented in other racing, driving, open-world games, and it's a fucking shame. Yeah. There, there are some really neat action. This is also brought to you by Vin Diesel's studio. I don't know to what extent. I Tygon. imagine. I mean, they're in Tygon the they're in the studio. opening splash screens. It's but yeah. it's like one of the few non-Riddick games they ever made. Yeah, and it's I think it's the only game they ever made without a Vin Diesel movie attached to it. Even though, like we said, they were supposed to be, but it you know I don't know how much of that is like Ubisoft coming in and like whipping some. Let's put let's put some goals together. Like so add a project manager to this. <laughs> let's get this going. We got a professional team on that. I really don't. So, but w- one of the funniest things this suffers from is being kind of a wannabe GTA game, but it's also T rated. And if you didn't see our stream on youtubecom slash time, there's like these spectacular accidents. A car flipping nine times, fifty feet in the air, and then a the cop you just killed will just drop as in as in from some some god mode populist game to yeah. the ground like I'm okay. Yeah, and he uh, just said jumps right back up again. He jumps right back up. No one can die. Nope. Um, in this, uh, it, no it's, innocence. It's like the early driver games where if you try to run someone over, they will just do whatever it takes to get the fuck out of your way. That you cannot. Even if they're up against people. a wall. Yes. Oh, oh, they'll say oh and not die. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. And it's just so weird that this isn't a Fast and Furious game because this is after the first Fast and Furious. It's, but it's it's are out. during the time period where Vin Diesel thought he was big enough to leave the franchise. Mm. Yeah, this he, is because this is after Triple X, right? It, it's yeah. I think it's it's wisely him. I, I'm the car guy. I will go mm-hmm. off and make a car movie, but I will own part of this car movie. And he does now with Fast and the Furious. He is like. He is like, for lack of a better word, the Bruce Willis of this diehard franchise oh, where he like owns and controls and can have creative input on what happens. But like, I, this was probably a greater measure of his to own, literally own what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, it's interesting and as gamers, I think you got to sort of appreciate that, that it started. Yeah, we're going to start with a good game and it's not there. No movie ever came to fruition, but it's a. We would call this an excellent game based on a movie. Like this, this doesn't suck. No, no, it's it's mm. pretty it's pretty good. Like like I said, it for whatever reason I didn't like it much at the time, but uh, it does. It has a lot of really fun things. Like the driving is really fun, and yeah, Vin Diesel as as a special undercover CIA agent Milo Burek is is fun <laughs> to watch and listen to. <laughs> And there are a lot of accents in this game. I'm not sure if any of them are remotely Catalan. Maybe I can help with your Felipe situation. I'm not asking. <laughs> I'll deal with him my way. Unless we get to him first. Then you and I would have a problem. Better you work with me on this. Better for me, better for you. Good. Then I'm hired. Um... <laughs> Sounds we'll like... all be laughing over this over Gefeldefish. <laughs> 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 
You you should go to hell. Uh, go to hell. You should go to the, the Borat School for Linguistics. Uh, the, <laughs> Man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's this fun. This guy's like if... looking at my crumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you know, it, like a copy of this is, uh, you can find it for like less than ten bucks on eBay. You know, check it out if if this is the sort of thing that you're into. For like, they're not there aren't enough games with Vin Diesel giving a full fledged performance. Um, yeah, check it out. It's awesome. But clearly, it's not as awesome as number four. Today marks the dawn of a new era in crime fighting. We're starting an elite force that'll root out every lowlife, drug-dealing scumbag that works for these gangs. We'll be using the latest hardware, prototype weapons, and special tactics to bring them to justice. The gangs of Capital State are officially on notice. Starting today, we're taking back the streets. And what should we call this new initiative? The Pursuit Force. Ah, he says the oh title. My God, are we practice. talking about Pursuit Force? Pursuit Force! Holy shit. Hey, oh, the, a game lost on PSP? Yeah, a game and a sequel lost on PSP. Yeah. And, like, I remember when this came out, and it's just like, this is everything I've ever wanted in a game. Is It's it's uh, the most racer-style game on this list, in that it's, it's not open world. You are on these very linear courses, traveling at high speeds. The difference is your opponent's Rather than passing them and winning a race against them, you are supposed to either blow them up or jump onto their cars to to wrest control away from them. And when you do, it's always like this little mini game. Jump on that vehicle and commandeer it! Yeah, so you you jump on and you don't immediately, unlike Wheelman, you don't immediately take it over. You then have to cling to the side and shoot at the driver and deplete their little energy meter. They will shoot at you and then you also have to, it's it's a little bit like Time Crisis where you have to take cover on the side of their car oh at high speeds. You, oh my god, can it's, you it's imagine what, it's if what's... this tried to come out nowadays? <laughs> it's yeah. like a game about cops shooting people. Yeah, police brutality oh was god. much better received in the early 2000s. <laughs> what a polite way to say that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, the mechanic is not dissimilar to like what, what Spider-Man does when he clings to vehicles. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a lot like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. actually. I thought of Spider-Man, but then I'm like, well, Spidey never drives the car afterwards. That's true. He, That's he drives true. it into the ground. Mm-hmm. He'll punch and the I front wanna, of the car. I want to say he doesn't ride a missile, but Spider-Man's done that, and so does whatever the fuck character in this game. Mm. Uh, yeah. Did we did we do some something like what was it about the mid two thousands like here are a bunch of white dudes riding missiles? <laughs> I, I did do a top seven on missile rides, and I you might be confusing this with Chili Con Carnage, that, that which might did be happen. The one. And and the fun the fun of that gag was that like he's riding the missile and then it just cuts to, like several hours later and he's just like sitting on top of the missile boardage like shivering because he's over the ocean. <laughs> it's just like oh it became boring at some point. Yeah, this the, yeah. the, the first game was really fun. I didn't play enough uh, enough of the the second and last one. Extreme Force. Extreme. Yeah. Justice. Extreme Justice, which it's clear just from watching the intro to this, it's like, oh yeah, the first game did, like, the first game was sort of bare bones. It had a lot of dialogue, but, but you know, sort of just these little repetitive building blocks it could use to build different scenarios, some of which ripped off popular movies. Jump onto the bus! Don't think, just do it! Get 
<laughs> it's it's Gumball's dad. Every time you go 100 miles per hour, officer, the timer counts down. When it reaches zero, bombs away. Please help us. I have a family. <laughs> bombs away. Well, that's good, right? Like, you know, you'll jettison the bomb. But by the time they got to Pursuit Force Extreme Justice, like, okay, it had done well enough. They had a bit more of a budget. And just the beginning of this game is fucking crazy. Tell me what you want me to truck. <laughs> I, I will truck it. I will truck your dick. Uh-huh. I, I can't do a good World Forte, but love that man. <laughs> and yeah, the idea is that like your character is getting married to the helicopter pilot from the first game, and their wedding is broken up by these escaped convicts. So she's in a wedding dress driving the helicopter after you, and all of this on that glorious three and a half inch screen yes. in front of you, man. Yes. So epic. Yeah, but I'm I'm still seeing. YouTube playthroughs, like, um, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a really... How? I, I, uh, <laughs> you well, did the PSP drive, like, picked up by the microphone as they're trying to I play mean, that shit? the PSP never had a great video out. It but, did, um, actually. Not it, a great one. It was I not mean, good. It was for 480p, which at the time yeah. was pretty good. But, but th- there are, there, there's emulation now that upscales mm. it and can nice. run it at a decent frame rate. Mm. And, yeah, like, there's a lot of pretty decent stuff. I love the people who did great PSP games um, optimized 3D games for a portable experience with sh- like by that I mean piecing together short experiences and this I think mm-hmm. was a decent version of that it was mm-hmm. a fun racing game you could play in two minute increments and enjoy yeah. yourself just these bite sized levels like here's something new and interesting to do that usually involves jumping between cars at high speeds and it's a lot of fun so yeah it's, it's kind of a shame that that went away but um it seems like published by Sony. Yep. They, I don't know. There's got to be a top five there of like franchises that are locked to handhelds that just never saw full console. Number one, releases. Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was not only locked to, to to consoles, was never sold digitally. You had to have a, uh, a, a UMD to play it. Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the experience. It's an arg, and like we we wanted you to steal this this whole time. Uh, that's how you. <laughs> it's, don't worry, it's coming to mobile now, baby. You got it. It's like the last Starfighter, where they come to your house and they're like, "We saw you're the the best at pirating our software." I I how about I, a job. I will Google this if I actually cared, but my mother handed me my first ever Marvel box of comics. I have other comics at their house. And I open it up, and the uh, the first issue of the Last Starfighter Marvel adaptation is wow. in there. And I was like, this has to be worth something. And as I know now, these are never worth anything. Nope. Like, <laughs> none of them. 
None of them. But I have the first issue of The Last Starfighter, patreon.com slash time. The highest donation will get the comic. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I use a very simple uh, metric to determine something's value. Like, mm-hmm. do I own it? It's probably worthless. Wait, what condition yeah. is it in? Is it in pristine condition? Then it's super worthless. If I've opened it or it's in terrible condition, it's incredibly valuable, but only in mint condition. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Just, uh, if you want to. If you, like, it might not be a bad investment from here on out. The big games that you buy, just buy another copy that stays in this stays in the cellophane. <laughs> this will never be worth money. Like I've watched everything I loved be worthless for thirty years, and then at year thirty two. Oh, it's in the cellophane. We're gonna find. We're gonna create a union that grades this mm. and then sells it on heritage auctions for, for multiple thousands of dollars. If only I had access to that blockbuster machine from my summers and my youth, where we had re-cellophane used DVDs to sell them. It was oh, like shit. that thing. Like it was like this little like wrapping station. You'd put the thing in, and then you'd have a blow dryer to like seal the cellophane tire. It was wild, it. dude. I remember it. It's not the same wrapping station I can remember. My name is MC Chris, and I'm here to say I like I like cutting beats in a major way. <laughs> God, you Cut should a do a Fruity Pebbles commercial. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So, anyway, Pursuit Force, it's pretty great. But <laughs> is it as great as number three? Damn it, Ray! What the hell are you doing? What are you stopping for? Where the hell? I'm in the ambulance. No shit, genius. We got a head trauma in the back, and the ER is that way. Eyes on the city, Ray. Come on, let's go. I'm Ray? Ray? Come on, Ray. Gas pedal's the Ray. one on the right. Yeah, okay. I got this. Partner, where to? What is this? This is number three? This is the mm-hmm. best version of this that exists. You think? Did you put this at number three as a tribute to Drive 3 or Is that what the, what's I, going I on didn't. here? I didn't. I just think the no, other two it, games are better. But. And it's, 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 I think it's the fourth driver anyway. Yes, yeah, this is, yeah, this is Driver 4, and I think yeah. it does canonically follow the events of Drive 3 or uh, This is Driver's Sense. Because like, mm-hmm. I, I played it today, and it is still bizarre. You are half dead... And transferring your consciousness among cars in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like ghost trick. It's so weird. Kinda. You're, in, like, you're in a you're on? in a coma. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as Tanner, you've been in a terrible wreck, and you wake up and suddenly discover you have the ability to transfer your consciousness to different drivers. So, like, yeah, you you become Ray, the hospital, the the ambulance driver, and then suddenly you're back in your own body as Tanner. So the jumping between cars in in Driver San Francisco serves several purposes. And like you said, Chrissy, this is a really cool use of the idea that you you are basically ghost jacking other cars, which is not jacking off ghosts or being jacked off by a ghost. It is... is It's it's cooler than Wheelman, because Wheelman needs like a real-world conceit on how you do this, where this Mm. is like, you're a fucking ghost! Yeah. And the, the more you do this, the further you can zoom out. Like, on, on, like, multiple blocks, you can just scan for cars that you want. And it shows yeah. you their stats. And and also, that's how you find missions. Like, the, the yeah. map is full of all these mission markers. And you, you just float above the city, and you find one that you like, and then you teleport to it. And it's like Quantum Leap, where all of a sudden, yeah. you're in someone else's body. I put down every dollar we won last time. We're going to double our money. 
You're crazy. I told you, I barely remember racing. Whatever you did, just do it again, Jun. Because if we screw this up, we lose the car. Uh, because I also bet the car. You idiot! You ready to double our money? That's a hell of a responsibility to dump on my shoulders. Yeah, suddenly it's, you know, you become June and you start talking with you Tanner's do. voice. It is a giant waste of whatever ability Tanner has. Mm-hmm. As we all know, if you could jump in between bodies, the first thing you do, fuck Wonder Woman. Uh, of course, she's, yes. she'll, she'll totally fall for it. We know this now. <laughs> <laughs> Just say something from the first movie and she'll be like, yes. Steve? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten that movie already. Thanks yeah, for that. You're That's, welcome. You're welcome. One of the missions is like a police chase where you're, you're inhabiting the body of a, of a different officer and you're chasing this guy down and you can jump between being the cop and then jump ahead into traffic and just like I'm going to take a car going the opposite way and uh, divert it and crash it into this guy so that he yeah. slows down and uh, try not to think too hard about the implications of that it doesn't matter it, it gets really the, weird yeah, where you, yeah you it's called the like, shift mechanic and it is, mm-hmm. it is deliberately jarring and weird and floaty and ghost like it's not yeah. meant to be controlled I love it I love this aspect of the game I was just saying it also is like this was their San Francisco game that was the prototype for, like, Watch Dogs 2 eventually. Like, every time I played Watch Dogs 2, I'm like, mm. yeah, I've, I've been here before. Like, it was, they, they made the map way better for Watch Dogs 2, but Driver San Francisco it's, has it, a lot of similarities. It's a bit different. It's it's sort of like the difference between Midnight Club Los Angeles and GTA 5. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. different Technology got better. Yeah. And- I felt like my, I hurt my head trying to navigate that San Francisco, because it is like, so almost San Francisco. It feels like San Francisco in a dream. All right, there's the ferry building to the right. Should be uh, Matt's house. Oh my god, what the fuck is going? I, like I, I, everything was out of reach and nothing was where it was supposed to be. It is. It, it, I don't even know why they called it San Francisco because they wanted two bridges in it. It, it doesn't. There's. It's it, so. It's silly. like they they only had budget for like one research trip. Yeah. <laughs> like they got cut short. It's, one. Or it's two San trips. Francisco built by a bunch of Europeans who have never been there. <laughs> no. and, and other than Google Maps, and, but but again, this is that's those are only criticisms from someone who is likes racing games and has lived there. And, and I guess if you played like the crew or uh, Watch Dogs Two, which is a much more photorealistic, because I I, th- I think I told Michael in this game when I played it. It was being demoed to us by Ubisoft in our old offices, and mm-hmm. they are our old offices in the game. Yeah, I think the old the old IGN office is in the game, and and I it, we're not we were not in San Francisco proper, and I was super excited by that. But I like, how do I get out of here? I none of these roads are right. It keeps saying I'm in Soma. This is not Soma. <laughs> this is we're at the water. What are you doing? And <laughs> yeah, well, the maps are always going to be a little disorienting to people who live there because they have to be. You know, truncated, etc. But it's different than that. Sorry, it feels like a bad dream, bad dream, but a great, great racing game. I don't know what's next on this, but this should be number one. Yeah. Well, that's in that it's it's the best mechanic and it's the best game on the list. Again, what the, was the bad dream? Is part of the conceit because yeah, uh, yeah you are a, a cop in a coma, <laughs> and uh, I did. I also found out I did not realize the Wii version of this. Is completely different. There's no yeah, shift yeah. mechanic. It's it's just like a story about like Tanner is a rookie undercover cop. So it's it's more like classic driver, like a, a regular driver game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, and and somebody's going to get mad at me because I said like, oh, this is Driver Four. It it is not the fourth Driver game that was Driver Parallel Lines, but it this is a direct sequel to Driver Three, whereas Parallel Lines was about this guy named the Kid who goes to prison for twenty years or whatever. Um, Hangs out with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. We got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understood that. Reference. What was the um? What was the the? There was a DS game around this time too, wasn't there? Probably. Oh, oh 3DS uh, Driver Renegade. 3D. Oh, okay. I never played that I think one. I have a copy of that sitting behind me wow. somewhere. Not as fondly remembered. Mm. <laughs> Not as... How, how, how did they expect... Oh, this, this franchise is doing super great. We're going to make three simultaneous games <laughs> that people will, will enjoy. Like, no. How, what fans are playing all three of these? Oh, my goodness. That was sort of the tail end of companies doing that. Like, yeah. 2011 was like, that's a few years after Ghostbusters video game did the same thing with the Wii version being totally Dude, different. I know you want your marketing to align, but spread it the fuck out if it's a popular franchise. Because here we are now with no... Is this the last Driver game? As far as I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, 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 that's a pretty solid franchise. Driver 2 yeah. gets shit on, but Driver is pretty great. A pretty great franchise. And this is an excellent game. And, and it's also gone. Not available digitally, out of print, all that stuff. But you can find plenty used out there. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Well, the, and, well, the, the, and backwards it's, compatible. It's, ref, it's Reflections, right? Which I think yep. they do the crew or what else? Which I mean, they work on a bunch of different Ubisoft things right now. Most recently, Watch Dogs Legion. But uh, the crew, I think, is Ivory Tower. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, the, the first crew does oddly feel like a driver game because the, if you play through the story, like you are going undercover uh, to investigate this this gang of you know thieves and smugglers. Whereas Crew 2 is just like, it's fun. It's here. Join a motorsports family. Learn to fly a plane, whatever. It's it's cool. I mean, to be honest, every time I play a Ubisoft open world game that has a driving mechanic, it feels like driver to me. Like even even the Watch Dogs games, when I drive in there, I'm like, oh yeah, this is just like the driver engine. You can just tell. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we should move along to number two. Nah, not this fucking guy. What do you want? My friend Jackie tells me you owe him some money. You're sitting on it. And where'd you get off strong-arming me, huh? I know you're a cop, and I know you're a snitch. You want to see who your boys kill first? Fuck you. Kill him! Kill him! This is Sleeping Dogs. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, one of one of my favorite games of the past ten or so years. It is a fantastic follow up. You, you don't even know it's a sequel to the True Crime series. It was originally True True Crime Hong Kong went through some development hell, got snapped up by IDOS slash Square Enix, and uh, became Sleeping Dogs. This this great story about uh, an undercover agent in Hong Kong infiltrating gangs. Is it an actual sequel? Or are there any characters no. that that no, because it's different, because the True Crime games were both Activision, weren't they? Yeah, they were. No, this is, th- yeah. like, this This began life as another True Crime gang, game. And, yeah, uh, and then yeah. they just, Activision was like, ah, we don't want to publish more of those. And- yeah, this doesn't have annualized potential, I think was, was yeah. one of the arguments. But, uh, yeah, to, to give them credit, like, it has not had a sequel <laughs> since it came out. It, it has had a definitive edition, which is also great. But yeah, but could... the studio the studio went under, didn't they? Um, I don't know. But Sleeping Dogs is this great fusion of all these different gameplay styles. It has fighting that's very similar to 
the Batman games. It has uh, some really fun driving, and one of the things that makes the driving so much fun is the action hijack, which plays out a lot like uh, Wheelman's. Are you fucking done? Okay, okay, I'm done. Again, you hold down a button, you open up the door, and then you you hit the button again. And when the meter fills up green, and then you'll land on the car and kick out the driver, take it over, or whatever. So I, I looked it up. The developer of this game was uh, United Front Games, right, and yeah, yeah, they're gone. Oh. Um, they were working on a sequel, which was called Triad Wars. That was going to be an open world follow up. But the game, I remember doing like a PAX preview. They were kind of working on like a multiplayer game yeah, I called that Smash was... and Grab. No, I thought, did you, did I thought you rep- Triad Wars was the multiplayer game. Well, Triad Wars had multiplayer too, but Smash and Grab was like this like really unique concept where it was like two street. It was kind of like the Warriors, where it was like street gangs fighting, and they were all decked out in crazy clothes and stuff like that, and you were trying to like. Who, you're trying to see who could like loot the most money in these like maps. It was like this really kind of cool concept that uh, they just had a string of bad luck because they they were working on Disney Infinity before, mm. like toward toward the end of their run. They worked on uh, the Master Chief Collection, like when it was going through some problems, you know, back when it first launched. And but yeah, I mean they 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 were the team. They worked on things like Mod Nation Racers. Oh and then God. eventually yeah, got to do Sleeping that. Dogs, and yeah, like I don't know, man. See, there were so Sleeping many dogs. open world games at this time, and none of them broke through to me. But Sleeping Dogs was like, no, I want to play another game in this series. Like, this is cool, you know? Yeah, I was working at PC Gamer at the time, and like their audience, which doesn't always cross over to console taste, was like, this game fucking rules, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would like to see more of it. And it has a remaster. I think it's like the most, to me, it's, I've always felt it's the most expensive game you can routinely get for $3 or less. Yep. On, it's on always, Steam. yeah, it's always it's on sale for like 3 bucks. And it's it's just so good. And like, I've I've read articles about like, no, it's it's representation, like they really did their homework. Like, it, it represents Hong Kong in a very faithful way. The representation of Chinese culture is very faithful to the point where like they put in details that a lot of Westerners wouldn't notice, like... You go and uh, mess up the feng shui in this this very uh, suspicious guy's house, and one of the things you do is like, you know, work the number four into a bunch of the the arrangements yeah. because it's yeah. bad luck in China. I remember that mission. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and it also does a really good job humanizing these these gangsters, so that you actually, as as you're investigating them, you kind of become attached to them. But it all starts off with a lot of suspicion, as you might guess. Oh, where the fuck do you think you're going? Relax, man. This is Wei. Wei Shen. I told you about him, remember? Fuck. We can't keep track of your bullshit friends, Jackie. No outsider. He's not an outsider. He's from old prosperity. Like us. Wei is old school, you know? I grew up with the guy. Old prosperity, huh? I've been on vacation. Yeah, the the Chinese that he says there is, why don't I remember you? Like, but but yes, Wei actually did grow up in Hong Kong, and uh, you know, went to his mother brought him to America at an early age where he grew up, then then went back to to be undercover. And it's crazy because like at the same time that you are investigating 
this triad, you're also becoming a respected and powerful member of said triad. So you're, you're rising up in the ranks and this is creating some problems. Like we can't have one of our agents running a triad. I wonder if it's the, is the name the thing that throws people off? Maybe it is. It is not a very game name. No, it's it, not. It's it's a bit of a of a stretch there. It's like oh yeah, let sleeping dogs lying or whatever. This but, is really no, good, and everybody yeah, should play it. Yeah, yeah this absolutely. this game is what I thought the Yakuza games actually were. <laughs> like this, this game is what most people think Yakuza games. Yeah, are. yeah. Who haven't played them? Um, because yeah, when it came out, it's just like oh, it's the Japanese Grand Theft Auto, right? Like no. Yeah, but, no, th- but this, this game this is totally the Chinese, is Chinese Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love it. It's it's one of the prettiest games of its era, I think, on the systems that it was available for. And yeah, it is absolutely oh, worth fuck, revisiting. That's right. It's not even a PS4, Xbox One right. game. This came out on 360 no. PS3 originally. Fuck. Yeah. But the remaster yeah. looks really good on PS4. That's mm-hmm, that's yeah. where I played it. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. I just remember like the how pretty it looked with like these rain-slick Hong Kong streets at night. Like yeah. the the thing with the lights playing off of the the, the pavement, it's like yeah, that's damn. damn. This game's really good. I need um, to go finish it. I, I must be close to finishing the campaign. I just kind of fell off because mm-hmm. I dropped it, like a hundred hours into it. But because yeah. uh, there's a lot to do, it's 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 like a GTA. Like you can you can get sidetracked just dicking around a lot in these yeah. games. So. And if if we were talking about the overall quality of the games, I would probably make this my number one. But mm-hmm. uh, since we're talking about the carjacking mechanic specifically. I feel like this has to go to. I hear you are looking for able-bodied comrades. You are the Scorpio, no? I hear you are very skilled. They tell me I am the best. Of course they do. Look at Rico. His accent changed so much. Oh, yeah. from game see, to see game I, game. I kind of expected that you wouldn't recognize that and I'd have to play this. Mm. What did you do to me? This is a march of technology. Your grappler has been updated. Oh. Ah, there is less chance for a violent limb detachment. You can now tether two items and retract. Mm. Ah, your friend Mario suggested we call it Hachino 3. Although that name will likely not make it past legal. I guess Hachino I, 3 is a, a One Piece reference. Oh. I, I also turned you into Ezio Auditore di Firenze. Yeah, yeah, you weren't looking. Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you really want to track Jack a Horse. This is the Just Cause franchise. Yeah. Right? Oh, I, I'd expect. Michael was saying he was playing Lego Worlds and like. I, you, this cannot be the number one. Like, oh, this is the number six. Yeah. Lego um, Undercover. Lego City right? Undercover, yeah. And that was one where it's just like. Oh yeah, no, totally. You can jump from one car to the other. It's not very dramatic because it's just like your kid, <laughs> sure. your little minifig guy just like flies up out of car A and into car B and then like apologizes. You <laughs> can't even play with the Lego mechanic there of like his little feet holes going on to a little yeah, like I mean, Lego. That piece would be there. pretty cool, but no. His head being reassigned to other bodies. Mm-hmm. Kind of oh, man. But, but uh, the reason Just Cause must have made number one is in addition to, well, you can jack pretty much any vehicle in these games, but. Yeah. You, you can not only do that, you can, what she mentioned, you can, like, tether two cars together and have them smash into each other. There's all kinds of shit you can do to, to mess with vehicles in the Just Cause game. You guys were talking about riding a missile earlier. This is the game where it's, like, you, you're cool sunglass guy just riding on the wing or riding on top of planes just because. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, you can you can just get out on the roof of, of planes and cars. And I think with cars, like, you can steer with the grapple as you're... You're, you're flying along, but um, yeah, you can you can just jump from one car to the other, 
or you can uh, just leap out into midair and do a tether, like a, a grapple-assisted uh, smash and grab. Uh, sound of the first car exploding in the background you probably didn't notice but uh yeah i just there's something about the sound of that the, the grapple winding that's like just it's immensely satisfying to hear it's, it's satisfying to play yeah. it's it makes me sad that four was such a disappointment because mm-hmm. i actually really love three i i think i think most people would say the series peaked at two i yeah. preferred three um, but four was just oh god damn dude the, the the balloons they try to do too much with the balloons man. yeah just I loved I loved two because of so much of what it did was unprecedented at the time like you know just yeah hijack a car drive down to the airport uh, hijack a plane fly it to you know ten thousand twenty thousand feet however high you can get in that game then uh, jump out on top of it while you're flying. And just let go or, or go, you know, parachuting or, you know, drop or find the weird airship casino that's up there somewhere <laughs> and and visit that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like the, it's it's just, the, you know, it, it felt so freeing and, and unprecedented. And it, it was cool in very unprecedented ways. And it didn't hurt that like half the landscape was red and white things that you could blow up spectacularly and we're supposed yeah. to blow up like there's like ah oh, you you caused this much destruction you've you've uh, destroyed thousands of buildings you're you're roughly three percent of the way through destroying everything in panau yeah uh, yeah yeah and in the later games that they they leverage that to have like map takeover mechanics of like mm-hmm. that's how you're going to move from one area to the other you got to destroy enough shit to piss off the local despot or whatever oh, and yeah. then fucking you know you take over that part of the map so you can move into the new part of the map. I, I love it's very addicting. Like yeah. and you train yourself, even for a colorblind person like me who can't see red that well, you train yourself to look for those red and white structures. You're mm-hmm. like, hell yeah. Yeah. And for a game as violent as it is, it's got a pretty decent sense of humor. I can't just waltz up and say, Hey, I'm a criminal and I'd like to work for your organization. Sure, so I'll just tell old crooks of this island that an international gun for hire is visiting Panal. A Mr um, Scorpion. They're always looking for new talent. Okay. I mean, good sense of humor other than the laziest dad joke pun of a name, which we won't really, you know. Rico talk. Rodriguez? No, just cause. Oh, yeah. Just cause. Be- but yes, but it's also you're fighting for a just yeah. cause. But but also, why are you fighting? Yeah. Be- just cause. Why did I tether six red- cars to a jumbo jet and then crash it into a building? Just cause. Need- just cause. Because you need to return... Sean Connery, Lawrence Fishburne's classic "Just Cause" to the movies. <laughs> there is there is nothing funnier than explaining the joke, guys. I think we're good here. Yes. Just cause. <laughs> <laughs> God, we all sound like Greedo from like. Yeah. Star Wars. It's, it's, it's like, like Rudy a... Giuliani's first wife. Just cause. <laughs> it's like a trio of bad triumph impressions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but which yeah. which one of these buttons takes us out of the top five? Uh, well, the one where I say like, yeah, just cause is like, if you want to if you want a game about jumping from one car to the other and and uh, kicking out the occupants, this is as good as it gets. It's a ton of fun. This has been a fun top five. Uh, thank you for indulging me in in uh, running down these entries, Chris. I'm sorry, Driver San Francisco didn't make number one. 
Unbelievable. I know, I know. I played two hours of that today. It was glorious. Ah, fantastic. Mm. Um, anyway, on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some ghosts and goblins, a bunch of news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Jump in my car. I want to take you home. Come on and jump in my car. It's way too far to walk on your own. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This is one of those things that feels good, because this is one of those shows I feel like we haven't done in a while. We're just going to talk about one thing, and it's not related to something terrible happening in the world. We're talking cynicism, so it's a perfect segue into what the real topic of today's show is. I thank you for doing doing this because I we missed it on thirty twenty ten, but you reminded me not only of a milestone, but you did it with an awful, awful promotional video that shouldn't be legal at all. Uh, it's like <laughs> how did this air on primetime over the air? This giant advertisement with uh, celebrities: Richard Kind, Barry Bostwick, Colin Mockery, and Brad Sherwood. Talking about the opening of a Disney park. Well, you've got quite a little park here. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is hardly a little park, Mr. Boswick. Disney's California Adventure covers 55 acres and has 22 rides, shows, and attractions. Each one is different. In fact, it's the same size and has an equal amount of attractions as did Disneyland when it opened in 1955. Only different. That is one hell of a qualifier. <laughs> it has as many attractions as this park did 50 years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They they clearly knew what the press was about about that. Park. It's. I, I think. It, to... I think it's still California Adventure to its credit and lack of ambition. It did open. It is theme park to open with the most working attractions. Even though some of those attractions were like required no robotics and like just hire someone to look like a farmer, they were, they were very inexpensive. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about that because yeah. were you working there when this this came about? No, I, I was just done. Real quick though, what you guys didn't hear in that clip, you can't hear the number of Hawaiian shirts visible in, the, in that video. <laughs> John Lasseter shows up too to put everyone to shame. Everyone's wearing Hawaiian. You shirt, think but, your um, shirt is Hawaiian? <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're not going to waste any time jumping between cars from one to the other. We're just going to talk about the games included in this segment. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection is out on Switch, and apparently only Switch, um, and I was ready to hate this game. I'll say that. Uh, I do not. I actually quite enjoy it. Uh, it is 
incredibly hard. Uh, like not well, not incredibly hard. It wears its difficulty on its sleeve. The default when you start up is it suggests you play on legendary difficulty, which is the highest available difficulty setting. Probably the closest to like the actual old Ghosts and Goblins arcade. Uh, I would recommend going at least a couple lower uh, because it's it's very easy. Like I I tried playing one uh, level on like the the second highest difficulty leveling level and just like kept dying over and over and over again, like barely advancing at all. And finally, like I bumped it down a little more, and it's like, all right, now I'm I'm making a, enough headway that I'm enjoying myself. I don't just feel frustrated. But it also really wants you to persevere, like to mm. the point where during bosses, if it notices you keep dying, like it'll pop up with little hints, like saying, like, oh, pay attention, like when when the wolf is this color, it'll do this, and uh, you know when you you have to pay close attention to this detail or wait until this this cyclops like raises his arm and then like jump this way stuff like that please so, tell me that's an option i fu- i hate when video games patronize I mean, me i'm just like it, shut the fuck it, up it doesn't <laughs> feel patronizing so much as it feels like the game is saying don't give up try doing this but i i think i i love ghosts and goblins and like i i, I try and when i tell people why i love it i try and bring people back to I can, showing them the games from like what is it eighty four eighty six? It looks a thousand times better than like any other game that existed around that point. Sure. And there were also like no real like horror horror games. And um, but it it is unbelievably hard because it focused on I think things that weren't entirely gameplay, and it definitely is not Arthur's Jump. And mm. it is it is very unforgiving and. I think where even, especially Capcom would go, there'd be ways to recognize patterns and things that pop up. That doesn't exist in the arcade Ghosts and Goblins no. game. <laughs> no. It's fucking hard, and there's yeah. it's just it's just about learning to survive, and not in a way that's entirely rewarding. And 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 I think they did something similar with Ducktales. When Ducktales came out, it's like hard difficulty, and like hard, and like we had to whisper, hard difficulty is actually. The regular game's difficulty. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's normal. Is even the Japanese version didn't have a normal hard version. They had to add that for the uh, American audience because hmm. that game was too fucking hard. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I really wanted to play play this. It just I, I meant to ask someone I knew for a copy. I, it, I wanted to talk about it with the Switch because, well, in the news there's there might be a new Switch coming soon. Um, it's in the news. Yeah, yeah but I'd but be like surprised. the okay. Switch is my. It has lately become my machine for Nintendo first party stuff and indies and like Ghosts and Goblins just hit that thirty dollars <laughs> isn't quite indie priced and mm. um, fuck it was it was like difficult. I, I thought I would buy it sight unseen, but like I knew I would have a hard time with it and maybe put it aside within like five minutes. I think they shot themselves in the foot with that recent arcade collection. They gave away Ghouls and Ghosts for free, and I'm like, that's really what I wanted to play well, anyway. It's the so original Ghosts and Goblins, not Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the original Ghosts and Goblins yeah. arcade. So that but, that's what I want. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Like, but, And so I, I have the one I want to play now. Yeah, I, yeah this one, I don't know. It... Um, tell me a little bit about the camera, Michael. Like it seemed every trailer I saw, it seemed really far pulled back. You know that I, I that might be in docked mode. I've been playing it in handheld, and uh, it's 
you know, it's manageable. I feel like Arthur could maybe be a little bit bigger, but it's it's not, uh, you know, offensive. Or I, I can I can keep track of the action. Um, I, I will say, like, yeah, the, the difficulty, I know that from experience that if you complain about difficulty in any public way, you will get roasted by people who think they're the best thing at video games ever. And I, I, I'll say all of those people never played Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> I was going to say, not ridiculous. about this game series. No yeah. one, when you guys say you enjoyed this series, I call you liars. No one yeah. enjoys well, here, Ghosts and Goblins. Here's the thing. Like, the, the one that I loved in this series is Super Ghouls and Ghosts on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I am mm-hmm. convinced every time I go and try to play the other ones, it's like, was, was Super Ghouls and Ghosts the only good one? <laughs> like, the only one that I actually like? It was was it was it an easy one because I remember like it's more optimized for consoles. Yeah, I never I never really had a had trouble playing it, and I got used to the double jump, which is not here. Um, yeah. But and, and and like I I feel like Capcom especially has this thing that they think that the appeal of their classic games is rooted in their difficulty. And I've, I don't feel like that's necessarily the case. I think that Ghosts and Goblins is more infamous for its difficulty than beloved for its difficulty. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's we talk about it being a beautiful game. It had an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Most people wouldn't never saw past the first level. Yeah, most people and, didn't, and if didn't you, get to experience. And any if you of got it. to the end, then you find out like, oh, I had to play on mm-hmm. hard difficulty and find this key, and now I can't see the real ending. Like that's that's kind of a pain. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and and the other thing that it does with difficulty is so there are checkpoints, but when you die, the default uh, option on the next screen is not continue from checkpoint; it's restart area, like start the area over. So you you actually you can't just mindlessly hammer the button if you want to keep going from the checkpoint. You actually have to tap up and uh, and select it. Now, what happens if you strange. run out of lives? Do you do you start? I, I have not the run area out of over lives. Again? Oh, okay, so as, uh, and that might be something on on higher difficulties that it gives you a, a stock of lives. And I know that, like on the on the lowest difficulty, it's like you'll never get a game over. You, you know, maybe you can't even die. I don't know. I haven't I haven't gone that far yet. I haven't sunken that low. Does this game have a co op like online co op or anything? Or it's, it, just it says it has two player co op. I haven't tried it, but. Uh, like that that could be cool playing with two Arthurs or whatever. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. Are they hearts or strawberries? Can you tell? Or mm, what heart oh, the boxers. No, I think they're they might just be white. <laughs> Especially on what? The, on the Switch's screen, I really can't tell. Um but that's another thing. Here's the blasphemous part. Arthur can take more than two hits. At least what? on the difficulty I was playing with, because the first hit will partially shatter his armor, and then he'll be running around with like you know, this steel greaves or like uh, a bare chest, but he's got arm armor or whatever and his helmet. And then, yeah, the next hit reduces him to boxers and then to bones. Um, it, it's I, I can't tell you how much that endeared the game to arcade audiences. The idea of Arthur losing his ar- armor and being naked, like mm-hmm. that was something funny that no one ever forgot. Yep. And when they, they started making more, I'm like, there should be some gradient in between full armor and nothing. <laughs> That's all yeah. you have to do, and it'd be hilarious. It'd be Doom, Doom Guy's face. It would be awesome. Mm. And um, I, I, I can't remember. Did that happen with Ultimate Ghouls? Like, the last game was in 06. 
Wow. When people say Maximo is a spiritual successor, one of the things that made it such was the boxer shorts. Yes. Like the boxer shorts. I, made I still it have the promo heart boxers somewhere that came with yeah. Maximo. Still yeah, have a Maximo but those aren't figure. canon. They would have been strawberry boxers. Yeah. You say That's what the producer, stuff. the producer literally confirmed. He goes, yeah, most people think they're hearts. They are strawberry boxers he's wearing. Gross. Yeah. When I was a little kid, uh, somebody told me when I was like seven that a strawberry was the lady equivalent of a blowjob. And I... <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear until like I find until I got sexualized, and like ten, fifteen years later, like oh, that's not a thing. That's not a a term women use. Yeah, this dude <laughs> met him at a bar, gave me a strawberry, um, and like <laughs> no, never. But but also uh, one of the the key things with this game is collecting umbral bees to spend on the umbral tree, uh, <laughs> which. Then gives you different magic spells that you can use. So you you have like the classic, uh, you know, Super Girls and Ghosts Thunderbolt spell that I think you had to get like the magic bracelet to, to use. Um, this time around, it's it's just a thing like you can hold down the attack button at any time. You have to charge it, but then you unleash a big powerful attack. You can uh, have flames and you can unlock a bunch of other different things as you go up. You can get like a doppelganger where there's like there's another Arthur that'll throw weapons along with you. You can... Do a thing where, like, oh, if you get hit with this then uh, and reduce down to your boxers, then the first hit that you uh, do does triple damage. Stuff like that. So mm. it's little, little buffs and spells that you can unlock to, uh, you know, kind of help you get a little better at things. I'm just excited it's back. Yeah. Um, there's something yeah, cool wonderfully video gamey about Arthur and, and Ghosts and Goblins. It's, it's always funny to look at with beautiful graphics and... I know a lot. A lot of people didn't love the graphics in Resurrection, but I still think it it's charming and it it it's, retains what's important yeah. about Ghost. I mean, I, I like the graphics. I think I just feel like the the animation reminds me of Paper Dolls a little bit, and I've mm. never really liked mm-hmm. that that whole segmented approach to animation. Very shanky. Uh, if you remember I guess. Shank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, like Shank. Oh yeah. But I just guess I don't understand a why it's Switch only. I don't know. Especially considering there's new consoles out there where people are starved for content. Just throw it up as a digital title on those machines, you know? And then maybe, be maybe like, they're just testing it out on Switch to see. And then. I don't know. But then be that the $30 price point for this game feels like. Hmm. I mean, you've played it though, so maybe there is $30 worth of content. I can't tell. But it looks like a title that you would. Oh, yeah, that's like an Xbox arcade title. I, I thought of it was like $14.99. I'm like, yeah, Insta Buy. I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Thirty dollars. I, I, I think twenty, and most people could justify like, oh yeah, cool, twenty, good retro feel. But thirty all of a sudden puts it in this other tier. I think a lot of people would go, huh? Mm, I baby. You have to think twice at thirty. Maybe thirty is a new but twenty. But I'm, I'm pleasantly you know? surprised by it. Um, so yeah, we're well, good, mm-hmm. good, because it did not did not have great buzz prior no. to to release. No, it didn't. Uh, one thing that has good buzz from those who've played it, we haven't, because mm-hmm. um, we're us. The Outriders, uh, Outriders, that Square Enix multiplayer shooter. Uh, people are calling it like a Destiny-like. Uh, it's they're, they're calling it like Gears meets Destiny. That has like a free demo that's out that apparently is pretty popular, and a lot of people are, are liking it. So um, I, I love when people are like uh, Destiny-like. I'm like, as a giant fan of Destiny, no. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want another one. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I did. I did watch the trailer for it, and I thought that was interesting. That it's just like you're, you know, don't hide behind cover. You're a biological sledgehammer. Act like it. And just yeah, it's yeah. So that 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 vanquishy approach kind of appeals to me. It's just like oh yeah, I just charge out and gun. Yeah, because that's the the healing mechanic in the game is tied to doing damage mm-hmm. on your enemies and stuff. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, maybe, maybe we'll give it a try and talk about mm-hmm. it next show. Um, and then another one that, that's coming out uh, we haven't played yet, but um, Harvest Moon, One World, the latest Harvest Moon. is. Uh, and they made another one of those, guys. They right. made another one of those. Another Harvest Moon. Yeah. I'm sure it involves farming. Eventually, they'll get Neil Young to do that cover. I'm telling you, man. Just On the switch right now. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. Well, let's Not move along. To... Me. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we don't have much to say about it, so let's move on no. to. Well, fucking Chris spoiled this one, but yeah, first the biggest news item. Um, this just broke before we started recording, actually. Um, that long rumored Nintendo Switch Pro may actually be happening. To be honest, th- this story has popped up so many times that I have like not run with it because I'm like, you know what? Let's just wait till it's more concrete to talk about it. But this yeah. time, it does seem real. Uh, because I think Bloomberg ran the report, Samsung is getting locked and loaded and ready to start producing the display. It has a, it has a new display and it's, and it's a good display. It's an OLED, OLED display. Baby. It's a PS Vita um, display. Uh, it's, it's a rigid OLED, not the, not the kind that smartphones use, but it oh. is, but it's still an OLED, um, which OLED. should give it better, better battery life, should give it better response times and then much higher and better looking contrast which i always appreciate uh, but it's also it's a it's bigger it's a seven inch screen which um is an upgrade from the current 6.2 inches on the regular switch and then 5.5 on it's, the switch light for listener longtime listeners that goes from matt's dick to chris's dick like <laughs> just right out of the box <laughs> right 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 <laughs> I was going to be the Switch XL that will most likely eventually come, right? Uh, they'll follow 14 the 14 foot screen, you can't. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, might, I really should see a doctor about that. Um, unfortunately, it's a bigger screen, but it's still only 720p in handheld, which is. I, I would say it, it, it's it a bummer, matter. but. It doesn't matter. You can't. It you can't detect You're holding it that close like to your that, face. That, it's fine at yeah. that distance. Yeah. 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 But when but here's the biggie: when it's docked, when it's connected to yeah, a TV, it's it's 4K, baby, native yeah. 4K. That'd be pretty insane because I, I currently, um, I know people have emulated Switch games at this point, but I, uh, what what is the native re- resolution of certain switch games because it seems to be all over the place Isn't it somewhere like around 900p i think they I, said, I thought like, well i the only time i see that is when people are saying what the difference is in docked and right. uh handheld mode but i don't know maybe those games can run natively a little better like you probably run a dolphin emulator right i mean but a little better you, you'd need to be four times better to do true 4k and so my only fear there is like 
so some people are like, oh, they're going to go back and make these other games look better. I'm like, not unless they have the source assets still, because they would have to render out 4K textures. I mean, Nintendo and does, but they, they will sell you the game at full price. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I would say a remaster is probably likelier than uh, just yeah. You'll be yeah, able to plug yeah. in Breath of the Wild, and uh, it'll it'll look amazing all of a sudden. Right again, yeah. just today I'm like today is the day. Um, is the Switch like four years old as of like uh, this week? 2017, baby. Yep. Yep. Um, I yeah. Today's the day I start replaying Breath of the Wild, and then like I see this this goddamn news story, and like fuck. Mm-hmm. I would love one extra way, like a one different way to replay Breath of the Wild, and I don't know if I need to wait to restart one of my favorite games of the decade. If I'm a betting man, I can almost guarantee you will have versions of that game to play in future generations to come, yeah, so yeah. just just you I wait. Just enjoy myself instead of trying to 100% Super Mario 3D World. A game was a, I gave a solid 8 out of 10. You keep playing. I, every time I'm ago. online, I'm I'm playing Stardew Valley. I look, it's like Chris is playing this. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm good I play it like like two times a week. Like it's it's not that much. I finish Fury and like I just yeah. My girlfriend's watching one, one of the, her dumber murder shows. I'll whip out the fucking, the fucking 3D world. Do you see that SNL parody about murder yes. shows? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cult so shows. Uh, oh, the the only other thing. So uh, Samsung has. They're not going to start production on the screens till June. So most people would say the soonest if this was to hit this year. And analysts are kind of up in the air about that. They, they don't really know. The soonest it would be in re- in stores would be like holiday. But it, it could also just be an early 2022 thing. I, I would so. expect early 2022 because, hey, five-year console cycle. And maybe they'll go the Xbox Series X PS5 route where it's like yeah. backward compatible but better hardware and you can get games that are enhanced specifically for it. I think it, it'll look more like the new 3DS route, in, in it, which is kind of what you're talking about as yeah. well, right? It, but there, it, there much might more be... suited to what Nintendo does. But in, the, in the problem with that was, as a guy who never upgraded to the new 3DS, is there were a few games, including Super Nintendo games for some fucking reason. Explain that to me. But anyway, I digress. There were a few games that I could not own. That it was just like, oh, nope, this won't run in a regular, regular 3DS, only the new mm-hmm. one. Which was a bummer. So hopefully they don't do that. Yeah. You can play a 3D Resident Evil game literally in 3D, but you can't play Super Mario World. <laughs> it just won't work. Remember that? Like, literally, you I, could not I play do. the Super Nintendo. I uh, do, and I know for a yeah. fact it was somehow impossible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of news to get through. Uh, kind of in Nintendo world, but, you know, related, but not the same company technically. Uh, Pokemon. There was a Pokemon Presents 2021 in celebration of the 25th anniversary. Um, they announced a lot of cool shit there, actually. Uh, so, first off. They announced uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl uh, will be released for the Switch in late 2021, so this year. Uh, it's just remaking the the DS Pokemon Diamond and Pearl from 2006. Was that the first 3D one? Uh, Diamond Pearl? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I that was, is that not black and white? I think that is black and white. I think you're mm-hmm. right. Thirty twenty ten. It's ten years old, baby. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that. So that's you know to, to fans of those games like great. Uh, I think the bigger news to me personally was the open world pokemon legends Ar- arceus that yeah, that was that was that was fucked up because the last pokemon open world game i played was go which i played with a ferocity that surprised me uh <laughs> when it came out and 
the, I don't know. The it's Breath of the Wild reskin with Pokemon, and like one, no, it isn't, and two, good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's two fine. that might actually get me to play it for longer yeah, than a that might. Hours. Yeah, it might be good. Uh, it takes place in the same region as Diamond and Pearl, so it's the Sinnoh region. Um, but it takes place like in the past. Like it, it was showing these like mid like middle ages version of pokeballs and it was pretty cool it's just it's supposed to be like you're building the first pokedex Ooh, um, yeah, interesting yeah yeah and then they they showed off more pokemon snap gameplay which don't know how i feel about a game where you can't walk into a blockbuster and, and print out scenes from it but fine. i'm again it if i can't print it out on my game boy printer which i have for some reason <laughs> uh Nice. Oh. Smile, nice. you're on Game Boy Camera. Yeah, yeah. That's an even older reference than the Game Boy Camera. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck nice. even knew what Candid Camera was then? Nobody. That's true. That's true. Nintendo were not the only people that did a showcase. Uh, we talked about it last week. We knew this was coming, but it was after we recorded. Sony had their state of play. Um, oh, yes. They, they announced a few cool things in this. I, I was hoping for, for maybe... A big, like one big announcement. But we got some cool one. I think the biggest was so Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an they're calling it an intergrade, uh, which arrives on PS5 June 10th of this year. Uh, so the PS5 version will be a free upgrade if you bought the PS4 version. Here's the thing: the version that is available free to PlayStation Plus subscribers right now. That is the the, the March game will not upgrade. You have to buy the oh, full version of the what? game to get the PS5 upgrade. Yeah. So yeah. But here's the bigger news. There's going to be a new story episode players can purchase that will feature Yuffie. Yay. And some guy, uh, I forget his name, but like the way that they introed him, like I thought like, is that Zach? I'm like, oh no, it's some other guy. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Before we move on entirely off of Final Fantasy, they also introduced... Like, there's a mobile Final Fantasy VII game. I'm oh, blanking yeah, yeah. on the title. Yeah. But, like, this is what I actually had in mind when I started asking for a Final Fantasy VII remake all those years ago. Like, just have it look like look not like shit. <laughs> and, but it apparently is going to incorporate uh, different uh, parts of the Final Fantasy VII story from other games and media, I guess. Uh, so maybe, like... Well, maybe we'll see some Crisis Core before Crisis, Dirge of Cerberus, stuff like that. Yeah, st- stuff that was just even like CG movies theoretically will be playable in some way. It's called Ever Crisis is what you're talking about. That, yes, Ever Crisis. It, it's, it's a complete remake of the Final Fantasy VII universe, of, of, mm-hmm. of the entire experience, which which is a little wild. It, it, it's just so it doesn't look like serrated origami. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about the um, the first soldier, which is, there's a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale game oh, set yeah. in Midgar. It's so weird. Out. Why? But okay. I mean, uh, yes, but why? Sure, yeah. I don't know. That was, that was put together by a marketing robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a three years ago. <laughs> so lots of Final Fantasy news, but then um, they also showed off Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the next Oddworld game that's coming to PS4 and 5 April 6th, and we're going to get it for free with a subscription for PlayStation Plus members. That will be one of the April games. Mm. So I'm guessing, is it a remake of Abe's Exodus? I think it's a the, new thing, isn't it? No, it's, a brand I, new, it's a brand new Oddworld. I, I thought but it was it, like, you know, what Fresh and Tasty did remaking the original Oddworld, but... I think it's just in that mold where they're okay. not they're not going to make a new kind of Oddworld game, mm-hmm. which I would have been more excited about. Uh, one of the games that got a lot of 
good buzz coming out of this was Sifu, which is it's a kung fu game. But the premise um, is kind of cool. It's when you're, you're so your character is a martial arts master, but every time they die, they get a little bit older, but they become better at martial arts. Like they huh. slowly become a martial arts master, like a Sifu. Like so it's like Mortal Kombat Deception. <laughs> exactly. The conquest mode. That's, that's what it is. You're right. You're yeah. right. Um, they showed a new trailer for Deathloop, which is pretty much Dishonored with lots of guns. <laughs> like, that's what it looked like to me. I'm like, oh, this is like clearly the Dishonored engine and everything. It's, But it looks fucking cool. Don't get me wrong. I, that, that, that is exciting to me. Um, and then they showed off gameplay of a new Five Nights at Freddy's game, uh, Security Breach. Man, that is a... A strange departure for Five Nights at Freddy's, which yeah, a little late too. And it's saying something because those games have kind of gone all over the place genre-wise. But this one, it looks like Bioshock Infinite. Like the character, there, yeah. there's human beings in this one. Like you're trying to escape this giant Freddy's, you know, world or whatever. But like they have human characters, but they look—they're that stylized, cartoony, infinite-looking humans. It, it was not oh. what I was expecting. Interesting. It'd be it'd be interesting to see if that like. If, if, I was just looking at that and thinking, like, um, because that was a Five Nights at Freddy's was a big phenomenon for kids. Like my friends' kids loved. Five, Michael and I streamed it one time. I'm not mm-hmm. an anti Five Nights at Freddy's guys, but it came out pretty hot and furious. Like five different versions that could be ported to mobile with, for some reason because it's all GIF based. Yeah, and this is like the movie version. Like you're getting a real big triple a version of five nights at freddy's could this bring a bunch of people back in uh, a bunch of a bunch of kids who are in middle school who are now headed to college super excited about five nights at freddy's i think that's interesting you're absolutely right that's probably why they did the stylized human look but yeah this one is like yeah. a full first person game like you're going through i don't want to say an open world but it's like this huge huge map um whereas the other games well, they started off as those security camera games, you know, and then they yeah. had like that weird RPG, the 2D RPG. They've, they've had a couple different game types in the universe, but this one, like, it's like the same graphics as the security camera games, but you can move around at will and, and through the, like this giant, oh, wow. I don't know, world. Yeah, it, it, it looks kind of kind of neat. And, and yes, Chris is right. It, for those kids who grew up with that, I'm sure they're very excited about Who keeps one. building all these terrifying pizza restaurants? I think it single-handedly kept Chuck E. Cheese in business, so we got to give it some salute here. It gave Nick Cage another movie because if you guess, have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen uh, the trailer for it. Yeah, Nick Cage has been a godsend of horror movies. Um, He's had two of my favorite movies of the year, two years in a row, all in the horror genre. So I haven't seen Willy's Wonderland. Which is different from Balan Wonderworld, (laughs) but maybe just as terrifying. Um, I mean, what what really sold me on it? The the one review I saw said, "I'm halfway through the movie and Nick Cage hasn't uttered a single line," and I'm like, "I'm in. I'm fucking in." (laughs) Like the Banana Splits movie was also a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff, and I remember like showing it to you guys and like, dude, I can't believe they're doing the Banana Splits as horror. And Chris, you were like. What the fuck else are they going to do with that IP? You might as well make it porn. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, anybody anybody who could who's, who could recognize it is over fifty. <laughs> Speaking of banana, did you guys see that weird uh, patent that Sony I filed? Did. Yeah, it, it basically yeah. 
It's like the, you can make any real world object, and they they used Into a banana a controller. Like in the patent drawings as a controller. It, mm-hmm. it, and but it was kind of unclear, like that part of the patent would have you believe it's like uh, AR, where it's going to like map buttons onto things. But then part of it was just like. I almost kind of kind of vibe like, oh, maybe this is for VR, where it's just like, oh, I can hold this thing mm-hmm. now, and this is my steering wheel in VR. Yeah. That would be more exciting in the modern term, given last week's news that PS5 will have its own new VR right. headset uh, of some kind. But uh, it, it looks like, yeah, the patent was just about building a pass-through current through any particular object. And they use the banana as an example <laughs> Which is a wonderful way to not tip your hand yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just going to be like the new Dead or Alive game comes with two small bags of sand. <laughs> <laughs> and the new Indiana Jones game. Just uh-huh. one bag of sand. Yeah. you got to oh. swap it in really quick. Yeah. Sandbags suddenly become an unexpectedly hot uh, item for gamers. Oh, man. Well, yeah, people in Florida better beware. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so, that, so uh, more Sony news, though. They kind of had a... a I don't want to say like a showcase, but they had like a series of announcements about upcoming VR projects, um, some of which look kind of cool. I think the biggest for me out of all that, though, was um, they're bringing Doom 3 to VR. Huh. There's a VR edition. I yeah. thought it was already in VR. Maybe No, there was Doom, yeah. which was based on the 2015 game. Yeah, Doom VFR. I'm aware of Doom VFR. Like I have that, and it's, it's weird. It's like the Wolfenstein something mech pilot whatever but it the idea is that like you're a civilian who got killed but your ghost is persisting and you can go into like control a machine to kill demons like it's nothing to do with actual doom right yeah but this this one um is a little different this one is like basically the full doom 3 like it's a playthrough of doom 3 but it's in Hmm. vr which i mean I, i remember like Doom 3 got a lot of shit back in the day. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, like that um, that might have been a candidate for like our genre switch show because that was like pure horror. Like it was it yeah, was survival yeah, horror. Yeah. It wasn't like just the run and guns like the early Doom games and the latter Doom games. Yeah, a lot of flashlights, a lot of flashlight yeah. scenes. Well, that that, that was the main problem. Like you had to switch between holding a flashlight or holding your gun. And they yeah. eventually like in in Doom BFG edition, I think they made it so that you can you just strap the fucking flashlight to your gun (laughs) yeah yes yes please do that uh they showed off a couple other things the biggest to me uh and you guys if anything else look really cool you can stop me but after the fall it's a it's a new fps co-op game but it's by the arizona sunshine devs um all right and it's based what, what was really cool to me it's based in an alternate 1980s la uh, so I'm always a big fan of, uh, of that, like they live type stuff. So yeah, fucking I'm in, I'm in, give me alternate eighties LA any, any yeah, day of the week. Again, like I, I'm in a position where like, it's nice to have the new consoles, but the PS VR, the VR stuff is truly what's next gen and the most exciting to me. Hmm. And the more, the more genres you make uh, accessible through VR, the more excited I get. Cause a couple, yeah. a couple of them were. There's like a survival. Oh shit! What was it called? Song in the in the smoke. Yes. Like a, yes. Making a survival, which doesn't really exist in the platform just yet. Which that game looked really cool and really pretty yeah. too. Song in the smoke. It's it's kind of this stylized. Um, looks like early man stuff. You know, like like prehistoric oh, survival cool. type stuff. Yeah, yeah. It looked pretty nice. cool. 
Um, and then last bit of news, this is mostly for Chris to rant and rave, but I doubt you will, because if you've bought any of these, shame on you. So Sony is discontinuing movie and TV <laughs> purchases on the PlayStation platform. Hmm. That, that to me, I have a sense of satisfaction because that says... Were people buying movies and TV shows on the platform? Maybe, but it wasn't profitable enough. By the way, Sony's not making any exclusive product here. They're just shipping stuff. It wasn't profitable enough to have a team of people uh, working on this at all. And there are better ways to... I don't know, because it's weird, because Microsoft hasn't pulled out of this game, but they are way better with apps that allow people to receive their movies. Well, and Microsoft is also spread across a bunch of ecosystems. Like you you can buy those movies and yeah. play them on a PC, I think, you know, on Microsoft. Oh, that, versus... that's probably a big deal. Because, like, the only time I did this, uh, Jason Statham's The Mechanic, which uh, I started my rental, and it took 24 hours to load the first 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So it was back in the first couple days of the PS3. And when I got my PS Vita, I bought the first episode of Hey Dude for $1.99. Oh, $2. $2 for the first episode of Hey Dude. Hey, I, the only times I've engaged with that, I got um, Peter Jackson's The Hobbit for like a dollar. Wasn't worth it. Uh, I got a free, in the entire first season of Dragon Ball Z for free, haven't watched it. Uh, but I do own those on Xbox somehow, some somewhere. So yeah, I've, I've never made any purchases there. But the idea that Sony threw in the towel first is, is I think, kind of kind of odd because they they make content. I, I think Whereas you're right, Chris. Like it, what this tells doesn't. me is it wasn't worth like whatever small team was was yeah. licensing that content and then servicing and it on their platform. It, it was not making enough money it. to cover. Well, it. I, I can imagine also like okay, you're, you're talking about Microsoft and having access to other platforms. I feel like. Oh, so I rent. I buy this from Sony, and I can only watch it on my PlayStation. On it, like that. That feels yeah. oddly limiting, and also like like it's a temporary thing. Like I'm not going to be using this PS4 forever. Is it going to right. travel to my PS5? Uh, is it? It or is it always going to be stuck on this one platform? Um, I, I think a lot of people had the same questions you yeah. did, Michael, and that's probably and what probably prevented a lot of people. Probably they didn't bother to find out, and they just. <laughs> Yeah. ignored it like yeah like there, there's like weird shit to buy like i i have uh episodes of an anime series i bought on steam i don't remember yeah, why yeah, yeah. but i have them <laughs> yeah steam, steam got in that game for a little while too i remember they released a few like free movies like mostly documentaries about making video games and i'm like yeah it makes sense i can watch this yeah, on I, think steam. It's, sure. I, I went and bought like a bunch of physical media today because um when i read that i i just read like well this is one of those salvos to where like the battle is over. Yeah. It, it's just because you can put digital content on any platform doesn't mean people will integrate in that, to that environment. And this is Sony waving the white flag. Like you won Apple, Amazon. Uh, that's it. The way they worded it was very telling. They, they said, we've mostly noticed people using subscription services to watch stuff through our apps, which they will continue to offer. You know, this of Netflix and all that shit. Like, they know, like, most people aren't buying content on their I, machines. I saw, They're- having installed my father's TV today where he uses streaming apps only through his Comcast cable box. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's nice they're promoting Peacock because they own it. But you still don't have access to Disney Plus, like through the, like my dad can't use that at all, yeah. uh, and, and like, but Sony was just a shade below Comcast and what apps they would block. 
And it seemed to me it was like, and like if you were if you remember a long time ago, like you couldn't buy uh, Amazon stuff within those apps. You'd have to use a, a like Safari or your browser to because buy Apple them. wanted a, sh- a cut. It wasn't just Apple. It was every every uh, Microsoft. I think was the first to like, yeah, you can make a purchase within the Amazon app on the Xbox and. Hmm. We'll let that go through, and I, I, we were finding out now that through the Epic lawsuit that um, Amazon has built a deal with everyone, but no other company can afford to do that, right? Yeah, and 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 yeah, it's just like it's it's Amazon, Apple, or no one, and you're not going to build a better environment than that. Which it, I think only sucks because like Sony had an actual library; they could have had Sony Plus tomorrow, and like yeah. we're, the, the environment we are now. Lionsgate and Lionsgate, Lionsgate and Sony are the two girls being passed between all these male streaming services. I'm dating her now. I get to put the Hunger Games movies up. I get to show Community and Ghostbusters. Like it's very strange because they did. I don't know why Sony didn't try harder because my they had a, a huge leg up on Microsoft and Microsoft leveraged games. Into a streaming service, and Sony didn't. They've never had a big appetite for this because remember there was Sony Music a while ago that they yes, that was one yes, of the first things yes, they pulled they out of the, music the, the Sony streaming music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they 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 were like, no, they're not. So Sony are not a service company. Like they Microsoft thinks the of themselves boat. as a software service company now. Right. I think Sony at their heart thinks of themselves as, as a hardware company and a content company, but not a service mm-hmm. company. And. That's crazy to think about, to think about it that way because they really didn't miss the boat on that. So this all takes effect August thirty first. They did already say. I mean, the good news is if you, if you've bought something, you'll be able to download and, and watch your shit. Do you for- know? Do you know the last thing you like? How long ago was the last thing you bought? Mine was the I got the Assassin's Creed White Vita. That is oh the last gosh. video purchase I've made on the PlayStation Network. Wow. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. mine mine was years ago, and again like- it was it was because. Sometimes, and, and I've only done it through Microsoft because sometimes they would have really good sales of like, well, it's cheaper for me to buy this for a dollar than to rent it for five dollars. So I will buy this this thing for a dollar. You know, I'll buy that Sony's, for a dollar. Sony's sales were dog shit. I think like two or three years ago, you're you started to get gold deals or uh, PS Plus deals with a uh, PlayStation Network movies. They were still utter dog shit. One dollar yeah. off a seven dollar rental fee. Like I'll rent this on Amazon. For one ninety nine instead of your sale price, which is double. I mean, this I can't sucks. even. I, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I paid to rent a thing on a digital service. Well, I, I just, do it all the time. Every, everything for me is usually included in one of the subscriptions I already have. I just have to have to find it. I have to use a service. Thirty twenty ten is my job, uh, so I can't rely on that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, that is all the news, gentlemen. That is fit to play or stream. I guess. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what has been your comfort game throughout lockdown? Uh, on Video Game Apocalypse, Bob Bobla says, <laughs> I decided to pick up Breath of the Wild just a few weeks before lockdown went into effect yes. with the money I'd gotten back from refunding the disaster that was Warcraft 3 Reforged. I had never really gotten into a Zelda game before, but I wanted to play something on Switch since I had just bought the console a few months earlier. It turns out the best way to escape the troubles of the real world is to journey into a fantasy world that has already been fucked. 
All kidding aside, Breath of the Wild is now one of my favorite games of all time, even though I'm the last person on Earth to discover the game. I have probably spent in excess of 150 hours with that game, and I can't wait to play the sequel after I finish Age of Calamity. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Up and at them. <laughs> it's a great username. Uh, says, I was furloughed from my job for five months. So, five months? Is that still a furlough? At that point, you've kind of been laid off with a with a deadline. <laughs> Michael and I worked at a company where we were furloughed, but we also like never had a break. So for us, it was like, thank God we can go yeah. home for like a week and not do anything. <laughs> uh, but you won't be paid. And like that's fine. Mm-hmm. This would have been fine the whole time. Just let us go home. Yeah. Um, uh, but five months. Wow. Sorry. Uh, up and at them. Uh, but, uh, so sucks. you think the answer would be Animal Crossing, but you'd be as wrong as Giuliani thinking a landscaping shop was the Four Seasons. Uh, <laughs> what? No. My headlight was in my eyes. What do you want from me? I, I was tucking my shirt in under my balls. That's, that's what was... <laughs> um, no, the actual savior of my sanity uh, during those long months was Stardew Valley, which yes. I had put off for a number of years since it had just been seemed like a work simulator. Um, oh, how right and wrong I was. Uh, when you have nothing to do and nowhere to go, fake work and fake community are a godsend to get you through the lost week. However, uh, Michael was right to warn uh, of its addictive nature as I played an intensive 200 hours wow. before tearing myself away wow. to other title. But my wife got sucked in and is now passing 400 hours since the recent patch came out. Wow. Stardew Valley, you were the real plague all along. <laughs> I also I also want to point this out to Republicans who don't want to raise the minimum wage. People by nature want to work and make things mm. yes. and be productive. They yes. do, and they'll do it in games if they have to, you fucking idiots. Yes, uh, Michael and I were just talking about that. There's something about these games like yeah. Valheim's. They, they, they scratch a primal itch and desire to be like, I accomplished something yeah. today by crafting or farming. I, I tricked my brain into thinking I was doing a survival loop thing. Yeah. It goes back to this The Sims, and it's that, that like just lizard brain, like, I worked a whole day and I did a good job, right? And the game's like, yeah, man, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, <laughs> you work a real job. I'm like, I worked all day. Did I do good? And, like, you're probably going to be laid off soon. If we could pay you less, we would. Um, yeah. That, <laughs> these, these games do set up unrealistic expectations. Like, the harder you work, the more money yes. you make, first of all. Yeah. And inevitably, like, games like this or Animal Crossing, like, I get rich because I figure out the system is, like, that's not yeah. how life, that's not how real life works, man. The fucking man's going to hold you down. Uh, there are no loopholes and easy ways to get rich. But I did, I included this comment because we can't talk about it during new games, but this is my chance. I have been playing a ton of Stardew Valley recently because of that 1.5 patch. Yeah. Dudes, it is like it, an expansion, like a full-blown expansion of that game. He, they add an entirely new island. Oh, there yeah. is hours of additional content for free. So if you have not played Stardew in quite a while, boot it up. Uh, it's like, uh, as friend of the show, Cat Bailey said, it's like an all-new game uh, yeah. in some ways. All right. Absolutely not, but I'm glad you like it. I love and... it. It's my game of the decade, <laughs> of last decade. Wow. Yep. Wow, yep, right. I said it. I said it. Damn. Uh, Chris the Hossett, uh said with a <laughs> said with an accent like one of our previous entries. Uh, says Ring Fit Adventure. The first few months of COVID, I just sat around waiting for it to end. 
I love just the visual of that, like twiddling thumbs. Once I realized we'd be doing this for a while, I couldn't just indulge in my worst habits for a year or two. So Ring Fit was there for me. It became a go-to nighttime activity for me. I wish I was this Chris instead of my Chris. For three or four days a week, it made me feel better in the way games do, but also in the way exercise does. My attack and defense numbers went up, but so did my actual strength and cardio and flexibility. It got me to maintain other good habits throughout the pandemic, and now I'm in a pretty good spot overall where I could have really fallen into a depression. It's a damn fine game and a good gateway into other fitness activities once you finish it. No clever jokes or anything here. Just a solid recommend for Ring Fit if you've been on the fence about it. Nice. Uh, can concur. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is a really good workout. Um, although, I, I, like for me, like I'll, I've got to get like a pad or something because like just running in place with no, you know, on a, on a hardwood floor is not ideal. Have you have you seen? There's a new option um, that called Silent Mode. Really? That that they they realize a lot of people live in apartments above other people, so now well, it's, you will it's get. It's not a noise thing. It's a oh god, my joints can't take this. Right, but I mean, <laughs> but what I'm, I'm saying is, you you'll get thing. credit for running without having to pound mm. your joints, where you you can you just barely move your leg and it, and it counts it as a run now. So you're so gonna, you're gonna do the calisthenics and the other stuff that are like, you know. Work out your abdomens and stuff. Right. The, the one thing that's really disappointing to me about that game, I love it, and and it is. Um, as a guy who let himself go during COVID and is now trying to claw his way back to some semblance of fitness, like it's a good way to, to get back into the swing of things. Um, but I've been really disappointed. Like this should be a service game. Like Nintendo mm. should be introducing a new Peloton. modes. They, they did the yeah. one uh, rhythm mode, but there should be like stretching yoga modes. There, there should be additional exercises they add to it. I would pay for a lot of these too. There should be it's new a, it's missions. A that doesn't exist on consoles. A couple of our buddies are out there playing like games like Supernatural, um, which are fitness-focused video games, mm-hmm. and they have monthly fees. And you have people, real people, telling you what to do. And like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah I wish I could. I don't know. Like, I, I joke about my COVID nineteen as I jiggle my gut. It's really now like a COVID thirty-five. Sure, uh, something yeah. must be done. No, I, I ballooned. I, I've gained, I think, 15 pounds since the lockdown, and I've just you yeah, know, man, got, gotten back in the swing. Sucks. But it's really pissing me off that I'm like, dude, there should be more to do in Ring Fit. I feel like they supported Wii Fit more than Ring Fit yeah. with like more stuff to do. Like even just a little like a, an expansion game experience for 20 bucks. Like give me more more worlds to explore. Like they, it, they did with that that stupid music game, but it was like two songs. No, no, no. There's there's a lot of songs that you mean the rhythm portion. Yeah. There's, and there's some cool cla- – they have songs from like um, Mario Odyssey and, and, and Splatoon, but it's like this separate mode. Like it's not integrated in, into the into the, the main campaign or anything like that. I don't know. I just feel like it, there is stuff that they – if they just put a small team of developers on that, that game could be so much more. And But it's – it kind of makes me think like they're probably working on a full-blown sequel. Like yeah, the fact probably. that we're not seeing that stuff means there will be another one. And like they they made arms, and I I believe according to my fitness tracker, the best video game I played for fitness is Knockout Legends, a boxing game. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's mini games, and then when you actually get into like boxing, it's very easy to understand. Uh, it's it's like Punch Out Plus, but like it's fucking hard. It is it is really hard to sit there and do that in the ring with someone for ten minutes. Yeah, uh, I made the mistake. Up. I bought that boxing Helena game, and it just—it was not what I thought it was going to be. 
<laughs> I got that reference. Uh, Leonardo Chavez says Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics on the Switch. I love classic board games, and not being able to socially play with friends at bars or cafes was a bummer. This game allowed online play, but also I was able to learn classic games I never played before. For example, Hanafuda, Richie Mahjong, and Shogi. A great relaxing game to throw some dice or play an impossible game of four in a row against the computer. Seriously, it is end game boss level hard to beat the computer in four in a row. Hmm. All right. I, does it have a mode where I can just throw a thing down and say "Domino, motherfucker!" and like like sixteen black people jump up? Oh shit! Sorry, I'm just having a '90s MTV flashback. Um, no, that, that was Boys no. in the Hood. One of the guys would have the little. Uh, he'd be sucking on the baby pacifier. That was yeah, ice, dude. That Domino. was Ice Cube that said that. Domino, motherfucker. No, the, there was a fucking. There was a. There was a rapper called Domino on MTV God. back in the day. And all his videos had him playing dominoes. That's ridiculous. All right. Um, Why didn't he yeah. do an ad campaign for Domino's and Pizza? Like, it was right. And I was shocked because when it came out, like, yeah, I, my dad, my grandfather already showed me how to play Domino. I know how to play Domino. Really? This is great. It, it was hot for a super super hot second. Uh, Logical Do- Dojo on Twitter um, says lockdown has drove me back into Forza. Shout out to Horizon Three and the Hot Wheels expansion, as mentioned in a certain podcast. Yay. Also, 3D All Stars, always a favorite. Um, as Butthead, uh, so long, uh, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you haven't seen the Beavis uh, as Link video, <laughs> it, it, it is it is so it is so good. Legend of Beavis. It's the, it is uh, it is the uh, Deke Legend of Zelda animation, but but uh, Butthead is. Uh, Zelda's dad and <laughs> Beavis is Link, and uh, it, it have you not? It, I, I can't see you guys right uh, now. I closed this down piece is what all true warriors strive for. <laughs> it's just that, like that cartoon is one of the it's stupidest bad. cartoons I've ever seen in my whole life. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> it's dangerous it's very, to go alone, dumbass. Very, very bad. But to hear Beavis, like I'll turn this dining room table into a diving board, and but instead Beavis just like ah, here you go, and then <laughs> jumps on it and like. It makes me. I've watched it twice. It's ten minutes. <sighs> it's very, very good. Right. Just type in Venus and Butthead Zelda. It's. it's I have it's a really confession. Funny. Maybe this makes me a bad person. I always thought Beavis would be kind of cool to hang out with, but but Butthead was an asshole. Like I would yeah. have hated Butthead in real life, but Beavis. Well, is but, chill. Butthead was an asshole. Uh, Beavis. Butthead's the asshole. Beavis is like the psychopath. Like, Beavis Butthead kind of yeah. keeps him under control. Yeah, settle down, Beavis. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Beavis. Beavis just seems down for anything, man. He's down to party, you know what I mean? Again, watch that. I, I brought that up on a bonus time, I think. I My girlfriend's a big fan, like, and then we were listening. We, we, the oldies radio was on, like, I got you, babe. And I'm like, ah, I prefer the Beavis and Butthead version. She's like, what? And like... Oh my God! She doesn't know Beavis and Butthead with Cher. Did I got you, babe? And not only that, like Cher contractually demanded, I fucking hate Beavis. And in the song, in the song on the album and the video, insults him to his face. Like, uh, hey, Beavis, get out of here! Like, uh, like she makes Beavis leave to fuck Butthead because that was the one she preferred. It's anyway. Sorry. Crazy. 
This is why I do other podcasts that aren't video games. <laughs> God, I wish I could turn back time and so you never didn't yeah. say any of that. Uh, uh, we have that's a share joke, everyone. That is a shut share up joke. Matty yeah. Allen on Twitch. <laughs> shut up, Matty C. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, yeah, 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 Doctor Huawei says the most cathartic game I have played during the pandemic is Maneater. Uh, oh, I'm not going to sing this line. Yeah, they okay. well, someone sang it. Uh, last week's show about revenge in video games brought this to mind. Yeah, we totally missed this one. Uh, this game also tells a story oh, of revenge, yeah. with you playing as a yeah, shark seeking revenge on uh, Scaly Pete, <laughs> the guy who killed your mother, and a man who almost certainly voted for Trump both times. He did, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Speaking of which, part of what makes this game feel so great is the setting. I'm not sure if Port Clovis is supposed to be in Florida or Louisiana. The answer is yes yeah, to both. Yes. To both yes. But it's definitely one of the places responsible for making everything worse. <laughs> Nothing brings a smile to my face like watching the shark flop onto land and waddle its fat, sharky ass down the street munching on magas. Oh, oh, you guys aren't wearing masks? Well, neither am I, crunch. Uh, I love sinking boots, uh, boats and watching these Confederate asshats flailing in the water. Gerrymander this! Nom nom. Now I want a sequel set in Cancun. Here I come, Teddy boy. Uh, also, Chris Parnell is a national treasure. Agreed. Didn't I see uh, them posting like there's DLC coming soon? There is. So I want to know what it is, but they're, they're posting weird things. It's like a a shark, but on horse legs, like that. Whoa. Yeah, I want. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, my horse is like a shark fin. Okay, <laughs> the, um, deepest bluest. Oh boy! Give me that Shark Boy and Lava Girl DLC, motherfuckers. Uh, we also have a video response from Schnazzy One, who says, "Hey there, VGA Schnazzy One here. Uh, I come to you from a different setting as usual. I have." My own house. Oh, congrats. What? Hey. What? Oh, shit. Uh, it's a... Uh, <laughs> it was a big change this year. Big change. But question of the week is, uh, what was my pandemic game? I almost said... I almost said Animal Crossing. But as I think about it, Phasmophobia is very much mm, the game that I keep coming really? back to. Uh, the reason being is a group of friends. We can all interact uh, ghosts are real, but they can kill you. A lot of fun stuff going on there, and it clicks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, <laughs> you get a little bit of socialization. On top of that, you can trash talk a ghost, and what's not to like? Uh, and uh, that's pretty much my answer. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Maddie, Michael, uh, Chris, and whoever you might have for a guest, you're all pretty cool. Have a good one. Peace. Oh, thank you. Uh... Thanks, Schnell. <laughs> uh, new house, same wind tunnel, apparently. <laughs> uh, do, by the way, Lizzie has been post friend of the show, Lizzie Cuevas, posts videos of herself playing Phantasma, whatever, uh, Phobia. Phasmophobia. It makes me almost want to play that game. I'm like, God damn, she looks like she's having a great time. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lizzie holds up to scares, like, uh, I would say higher than I do. <laughs> <laughs> But then I'd have uh, to play co-op, and I haven't even played co-op with you guys with Ghost of no, Tsushima. No. So. She's usually screaming in those videos, though, so it, it scares yeah. Lizzie. So. Lizzie's pretty hardcore. Lizzie's a, a huge Dead by Daylight fan. So Yeah, she's still better with scares than I am, yeah. I swear. I, yeah. I promise you. Hmm. All right, so new question of the week. Uh, what's a common thing from video games you've always wanted to try in real life, but you know you probably shouldn't? Uh, butt sex. Um 
That's in video games, right? Uh, certain types of video games, yeah, Michael, maybe, yes. Maybe you were playing different ones. I don't know. I get all my football PS player made it unappealing in 1994, and I've never been able to enjoy anything in my butt. I fucking hate that guy. Uh, who knows? I like. I didn't like sushi at the beginning either. Yeah, I could yeah. fucking be enjoying all this right now. I, I don't know. Like, you know... Pretty much most things in video games. Like, you know, when I was a kid uh, playing Zelda, like I fantasized about like traipsing through the wilderness with a sword, killing monsters, stuff like that. Realistically, I would starve within two days uh, before I even met a Moblin. By the way, this question inspired by our top five this week yes. of the whole car, car, car jumping. jumping. Yes, you should never The only jump one who can cars. do that, we know. A trained professional on close course. Well, Jean Jean Claude Van Damme when yes. he did the splits between those two big trucks, that yes, was kind of yes. cool on mm-hmm. that one commercial. Uh, so my answer is very oddly specific, but there's a lot of video games. I guess a lot of Ubisoft games lately where you wear a wingsuit, <sighs> and man, that looks so fucking fun. We're just I'm a squirrel, I'm a human squirrel, but I just know in real life I would fucking plummet to the earth. Mm-hmm. I would just I would I would hit the ground so hard. But man, the wingsuit just looks so cool and fun and fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no way I am trying a wingsuit in real life. No fucking way. Dude. Well, it's one of those things you do, like, inst- when you're skydiving, instead of, or, or, or jumping off of a very tall height, instead of just plummeting straight down, you do the wingsuit thing, and then you deploy a chute. Yeah, you, you don't use a wingsuit to exit a second floor house, which no, I do a lot. No, no but the, the, <laughs> the, well, the ones that are really cool to me, though, like, you've seen it in Steep. The ones where you, you're just jumping from the top of a mountain and you hover like six feet above that mountain the entire oh, yeah, way yeah. down. Oh, no, like, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That looks badass. Like, exhilarating, to... but, like, you make one mistake and you're dog meat. Yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that that is a video game thing that, that will remain squarely in video games for me, and, and I'm fine with it, but, man, could be kind of cool. Just saying. Yeah. The, the question was a video game thing in real life I want to... Do, but probably um, shouldn't. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was my third answer. Um, <laughs> I, w- I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, treasure hunting. I, mm. I don't have the money to traipse across the hu- the country and gain millions of dollars by dodging spikes spikes in caves. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I would, and it wouldn't even require that much incentive. Like this, this is worth fifteen hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I'll risk my life for that. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. What yeah. a great use you'd, of, you'd a, crawl, of a like, day. For me, it would be like I'd crawl in and be like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Cobwebs! Oh god! Oh god! It's in my hair! It's in my yeah, hair! God damn! Get, 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 out, get it out of my hair!" I feel like it'd be I, like Everest, where all the good stuff's already taken, and you're just yeah. finding a bunch of dead bodies. Where like, oh yeah, you got to get in line yeah. to storm this cave. It know? would it would be like geocaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you, a spider ring. Mm-hmm. I could have gotten that with ski ball hmm. um never mind geocaching <laughs> is a very specific reference yeah no yeah uh, do people still do geocaching i'm like, sure they do i I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably do it more than ever now that everyone has a gps i, I know that's how they filmed the blair witch project which is interesting but i i would imagine if there's a venn diagram of geocaching and cb radio enthusiasts like there's a big crossover mm. amongst that crowd look okay. man that is that that's the original arg it was it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome so what is a common thing from video games that you have always wanted to try in real life but no you probably shouldn't let us know go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 409. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Uh, There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter, 
at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. I hold the phone. I I remember trying. I I don't know if it was Sam. It might have been, but it was someone who had access to a pool. I tried my hardest, like. I think a double jump is a thing we can do. I was like, I was like, I was like five, but, but trying to jump off a diving board and then jump again. And like, sometimes like I, I, I almost had it that time. No, uh, that is something I would love to double jump. <laughs> I really would. Especially when one. hanging up the closest Christmas lights. I've come is, is like running off of a diving board and doing Luigi's thing from super Mario two, where he runs in the air. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say a smash dive. Um, that works too. Yeah. yeah. Just do a somersault and plummet straight down butt first. Uh, I think it was also like our colleague uh, Hollander Cooper who once said in like a, an article that like, here's a thing that you always do in video games that is impossible in real life. Jumping out of water. If you're swimming, you can't jump out. Try it. Right. You can't do yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. Goddamn Jungle King was a lie. Yeah. Uh, the closest you can get is like, like professional water polo players can get like their waist above for like a fraction of a second to do a throw, and it's yeah, really I tough. It. I can do it. I can do it for up to eight seconds. You got to see me. My porpoise. My porpoising. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, fuck off, Flipper. There's no way you can do that for eight <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you got to see it. Jesus, dude. <laughs> that was creepy. Uh, I know that you were trying to go for dolphin, but you just ended up going for creepy fanboy. It was. It was, it was. It was almost Beavis, but you know. Yeah, it was. There was some Beavis in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. No. Let's go with some plugs, guys. What do we got to promote this week? Uh, I hope the QAnon thing went great. I, I, I can't imagine <laughs> it won't come to I mean, fruition. The prophecy is foretold. <laughs> Yeah, we're recording before that, but, but uh, good luck, everyone. Good luck. Sorry. I kind of, I kind of have a feeling it's going to go about as well as storming of Area Fifty. Yeah, I have a feeling a bunch of idiots are going to die. <laughs> I have a feeling nothing's <laughs> going to happen at all. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yes, these people are by nature cowards, and if they could make a sacrifice for their country, they'd wear a mask, and they can't. And. <laughs> What about Laser Time? What can you promote from Laser yeah. Time, Chris? Oh, uh, we got our we, uh, the very late best of television of the year, and next week we're talking erotic thrillers. And for Patreon, too much stuff. We have a two episodes of uh, thirty twenty ten games Ooh. are going up this week uh, with you guys in it, and uh, the Dan Amrick episode of Bonus Time, uh, where he talks about being in an erotic movie as a young man. It is. I think I've said this before. It's the it's the one of the I have never laughed so hard um, in anything I've ever recorded. But Dan does all the work, and I'm, I, I should just plug Dan Amrick. Hmm. Other than Patreon, which I have to that supports all of us, Dan Amrick is the best. Um, nice. Follow him in whatever he's doing, especially Hero Falls yep. and whatever. Yeah. Uh, the other Dan. the other big thing we're adding there is. Um, Chris now has it in his hot little hands. We've got the audio versions of some recent Monday night movies that we're going to post up as audio commentaries for you patrons. So check those out. Um, they will go up soon. Speaking of Monday night movie, uh, this month, put it, mark it on your calendars. March 15th, Monday, we are doing a special Monday night movie. I've already picked out the movie. Chris has approved this movie. Um, I've already done some homework. I've, wa- I've watched a documentary what? about the making of this movie. Oh no! Uh, it is, um, whew, boy, it's a, it's quite a thing. 
It's quite a thing. Uh, so the 15th, join us for a very special St. Patrick's-themed Monday Night Movie starting at 7 p.m. Pacific only at twitch.tv slash Maddie C. Allen. And of course, One the, of the audio best, commentary. Worst movies ever made. Audio commentary from oh. that will be available at patreon.com slash laser time at a later date. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then you can also watch me play video games on that same Twitch channel. That's that's how that works. Twitch.tv slash Maddie C. Allen. Same handle as on the Twitters. Nice. Well, as always, uh, visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and follow me personally at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And I will sometimes tweet funny things, not necessarily at you, but in your vicinity. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. My cat got stuck on the top without a way to get down from the jazz oh, no. machine. It was the cutest 20 minutes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. You heard it here, Chris's cat tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It does. laughs>